You're you're listening to Shayna Williams. Wait. <laughs> you're listening to me. Oh, well, technically we are listening to me talk, but <laughs> okay. This is Shayna Williams, and you're listening to Follow Your Spirit. Obviously not the result you wanted, but uh, what did you see out of your team tonight? Uh, I think from the 40th minute on, I kind of saw the team that, that uh, I'm used to seeing. Uh, not fortunate not to get a goal and get back in the game, but uh, the first 40 minutes was absolutely atrocious. Uh, All right, Spear fam, welcome to a, another episode of Follow Your Spirits. And before I get into the feature interview for today's show, I have... Follow your spirit, game recap, game insider expert, Jordan Small. Jordan, thank you for joining Thanks me. Thanks for having me. It's, uh, it's, for those that don't know, Jordan does all of our game recaps and even does some live tweeting uh, when, honestly, when I don't feel like it. No, I'm just kidding. Uh she uh, she provides a lot of great insights on the game recaps, and uh, you were there personally uh, in New Jersey uh, against the uh, when the Spirit took on Sky Blue in a very disappointing loss. Uh, we all saw the game, Jordan, but maybe give us some of your insights, some of your takeaways from what you saw on Saturday. Yeah, um, we just look really flat. Uh, I don't know what it is about playing uh, playing against Sky Blue, but it just seems like we didn't have that spark that we've had uh, in a lot of games this season. Um, the back line looked looked really shaky. Um, Leah Galton was just tearing up the back line, and I almost felt bad for Kelsey Weiss because it was just like any time she turned around, it was like another shot on her. So a um, little disappointing. Looked better again in the second half. I think this team really... Um, comes out of the locker room strong, but just struggled to find um, chances. Even it wasn't it wasn't even that they couldn't find the back of the net. They were struggling to find chances for for a while. So it, it was it was definitely a disappointing disappointing effort. Coach Cabrera is from your uh, time in the media scrum talking to him after the game. Um, not just some of his comments, but maybe with some, with his demeanor and sort of his body language, can you tell us sort of how he felt about the game and um, yeah, his re- his reaction to it. Yeah, he just seemed really um, deflated. Like he, it's it seemed like he tried to give so much into the game, but there's only so much a coach can do from the sideline, and uh, he he was very. Um, Disappointed, definitely looking in the in the post game media scrum. Um, but I mean, he he's one of those guys that doesn't seem to take things too seriously. I mean, him and um, Holly were joking around right when they were passing each other in in the scrum. So I mean, it it just seemed like he was visibly frustrated with what what happened. It was difficult to really say. Um, you know, watching that game, and it, it's a little bit more difficult to really analyze what's going on when you're trying to watch uh, a YouTube right. stream. Um, but it 
it was difficult even coming out of it. I, I was trying to think about what I wanted to say about the game. I'm not even sure I can say any particular player or section of the team needed to do any better. They just sort of in general needed to play better. Yeah, and 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 that was something that um, Gabaro was talking about was that it, he didn't want – I mean, there were so many people that wanted to say, hey, Whitney Church, what do you think she – she did wrong, and it was he kept saying, "Well, she didn't have her best game. It, it started from maybe she had to play up too high because we are trying to press too much in a situation that didn't need to didn't need to happen, and that left her. So it really wasn't just her; it was a, a team effort or lack thereof that put them in the situation that was happening." From your talk with, uh, from what you saw in the game and, and what you heard from Coach Gabera, um, if you were to take a guess on whether or not Kleiner or Church gets to start on Saturday, who would you guess? Probably Kleiner, just because he seemed to he seemed to think that the subs that he made um, at halftime kind of changed the game. He was talking about how Kleiner came in and gave them a little bit more speed. But um, I'm interested to see uh, the new girl, I don't know exactly how to pronounce her name, but uh, the new international pickup, I'm interested to see if maybe she gets a start on the back line. Yeah, absolutely. um, I know she's been practicing with the team, and it'll be interesting to see if she gets uh, a first opportunity. Um, I would guess that Kleiner gets a start for the speed, and that, um, that I think Church... You know, it was it was really upsetting because Church had a great first start two weeks ago, um, and then you know she obviously lo- she was getting burned too often uh, against um, against Sky Blue. But I think that she does so well in the latter part of the game because the spirit are so much they're so conditioned and they're so their endurance is much I think much longer than their opposition and so when Whitney Church comes in not only she gets to be a little bit more physical on an already exhausted team and she then at that point also has a step on them um whereas I think you know especially going up against Galton she has to you know she's she's seems like she's playing catch up the whole time right and um I know that they tried to switch Caprice and um, Church at half to try and uh, get Caprice to line up against Galton, and then they ended up switching Galton back over to the right side for a while so that they could put her back against Church. So you could tell that they were definitely trying to play that mismatch and that uh, Holly really enjoyed uh, what he saw out there. Yeah. I, I think I think it was you that I saw a tweet that um, that Gabera was constantly yelling at Franny or not yelling, but I'm sort of trying to instruct Franny to sort of get more involved. Um, do you? Where do you think that was coming from? Do you think she was getting? Do you think maybe she was a, just a step behind, maybe not as invested as she should have been? I know she, uh, you know, she she took a little bit of. Um, uh, she definitely some physical play. Do you think that played into it all, or do you think maybe it was just an off game for her? Well, he a couple things. Um, I think that it has a lot to do with the um, knocks she took in Kansas City. I mean, from the start tonight, and even after she took the knock last week, she never seemed to really get back into it, and I think that that may have something to do with it, but also... Um, Guerrero was talking about how 
he thinks that she has uh, that her game comes in highs and lows and that it just is constantly changing and and that's why it's hard for him to decide whether to make her a sub or to start her because it it's almost a little bit unpredictable in how um how she's going to play um in a given game so i think it might just have to be that uh they that she just got a little uh a little tired out there um i think the knock definitely didn't help um and that it it did appear to be her lower back so um i'm interested to see if she does start next uh this coming week but yeah it just didn't seem like she was all that invested or all there on saturday Callie came in uh, with just 10 minutes left to go, I believe. And if I remember, was it, was it her that came in for, for Shayna Williams? Yeah. I, I was kind of confused by that substitution. I thought Shayna was performing fine. Of course, you know, again, I'm watching on the stream, and I really can't evaluate a player's uh, exhaustion, maybe, if that was there. But what did you think about that substitution? Do you think that was the right call? I, I mean, I think that the difference between the two of them is – Shayna is faster, I I believe, but I think Callie has better control on the ball, and I think that might have been what they were looking for at that time because we really were having trouble holding on to the ball. And so I'm not sure if that played into it at all and if we just needed more possession to try and find better opportunities. I guess I guess I'm more comparing what happened with the idea that maybe she that Callie would have came in for Benini. Yeah. You know, I, I thought that Shayna was a little bit more involved go, going into that substitution. It, it like it seemed like she was more involved in the game than Benini was. Um, but you know, again, I don't see the same things that Coach Cabrera sees. So um, I was. It seemed like a, it seemed like many people were. At, at first, I was like, "Oh, I didn't expect that. I didn't. I didn't want to say anything because uh, you know, what do I know about <laughs> soccer?" But. Uh, <laughs> But then I saw plenty of people on on um, on Twitter also surprised at that, and so I, I knew that my suspicions were at least warranted. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, you know, it seems, um, you know, I suppose it's uh, it was a coin flip because you know while Shana seemed to be more involved, Benini seemed to be better placed in some of the, in the opportunities that were there. So I guess it was uh, sort of a coin flip on which one was uh, was better. Right. Um, so going into this week's game, then, what do you think, uh, other than finding an answer for Leah Galton, what do you think the, um, the, the spirit need to focus on, on, on coming with three points this week? I think it needs to go back to something that they, um, worked on earlier in the season that was not pushing so hard for a goal, um, kind of trying to find the opportunities a little more instead of trying to necessarily go one-on-one. Um, it, it just seems like when things are getting tough and we're, we're trying to find a goal that sometimes certain players want to just take over. And I think that's when you don't have a crystal done out there. I think that that may hurt the play a little bit. And I think that they need to just work on building up from the back all the way up to try and find a goal because when this team works all 11 players in, I think is when, when the goals start coming. Yeah. 
Absolutely. If you had to, uh, if you had, if you were left with the decision to choose the three forwards to start this week, who would you choose? Um, uh, Benini, uh, Stangle, and a healthy Franny. Now, if Franny's not healthy, I would probably start Shayna again. I think she looked uh-huh. the the best, and then that would complement. Um, Stangles play a little gives you more speed in there. Yeah, and then uh, last question: who, What do you think the silver lining was of the game? What was what was maybe a positive takeaway? Something that looked right at least. Um, you know, I'll lead for me. It was it was Shayna Williams. Um, I thought that she looked. I thought she looked well in that game. I thought that. Um, it seems she was more involved and was pursuing better opportunities maybe in that game than, than we've seen in the past. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree with that. Um, for me, I would say that, well, the back line didn't look uh, 100%. I think Kelsey Weiss did, and without her in there, um, I think that could have been 2 3 4 nothing. So uh, she definitely, once again, I think that the goalkeepers are saving this season and they're kind of overlooked. And so that would be, that would be what I would go with. You know, I, I, I do have one more question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what I thought was interesting was when, I can't remember which game it was, it may have uh, there was a 2-1 match. I think it was, yeah, it was back, I think it was against Sky Blue, that, where the Spirit lost, uh, 2-1 against Sky Blue. And late in the game, Coach Cabrera made a aggressive substitute, putting in a forward for a defender. And I was kind of surprised at that, that he didn't do that again. And, and maybe it's because of a different point in the season. Right. Maybe, you know, I, I'm sure that there's, uh, the strategy on, like, the table and stuff like that. But, I, I suppose you're already down one nil. You can't lose any more points being down two nil. Right. <laughs> you know, like you're not you're not sacrificing a possible draw. You know, I was kind of surprised that he didn't take a more aggressive approach to get the draw. Um, I know that when he when he did that uh, against Sky Blue last time, a couple things that were different that game than this game. Um, he left. Or he took Megan Oyster out and left in um, Sidorsky, or he took one of the outside backs in and pushed Oyster out. All I know is Sidorsky was the was the one in the center, and also it was two to one at that point when he took it, um, a player out instead of it being one nothing. And I think he just probably saw that goals weren't coming. I mean. Math, I believe Matheson scored in that first game, and it gave him a little bit of life. But mm-hmm. um, it just didn't look like they had had a goal in them this week, and yeah. so maybe he was just going with with the one nothing, taking the um, taking the better goal differential and just getting out of there. Yeah. I mean, I, um, you know, I'm, I'm still learning the game theory, of course, right. when it comes to, um, to soccer. Um, and, you know, 
the only the only sport that I can really compare it to would be like football and like the decisions on when to go go for the two point conversion right. versus just a field goal and stuff. And it it just seemed to me that being down by a goal already looking like you're going to suffer zero points from the game. Um, that you know, I guess you know, considering the goal differential, I can see uh, maybe wanting to protect that a little bit. But from a um, from a you know whether whether it means zero. Well, that means losing one goal in the goal differential and still walk away with zero points or possibly come away with uh, a draw and one more in the goal differential. Um, yeah, I don't know. I expected a more aggressive play from, from Gaber there after seeing him do the same thing against Sky Blue earlier in the year. But, again, I'm not Coach Gaber, and I'm not, I don't, I'm not a seasoned uh, coach in the NWSL. So, uh, Jordan. Thank you so much for joining me. This definitely went on a little longer than we anticipated, but it's always nice to uh, to talk about the spirit. We only have a handful of games left to do this with, so yeah. um, you know it's it's uh, it's nice to do this. The Spirit are playing Sky Blue on Saturday. I believe it's your last time at the Plex. Am I it right? We'll be uh, headed up to college. It's unfortunate that this break came in when it did, but hoping to catch um, a game up in Rochester. Yeah, wonderful. Well, Jordan, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. All right, Spear fam, this week on the podcast, I have forward Shayna Williams. Shayna, thank you so much for joining me. Oh, no problem at all. Thanks for having me on. As we were reminiscing before I hit record, you and I uh, first met each other at the draft where uh, where the Washington Spirit chose you seventh overall for uh, what I can imagine uh, was an exciting moment in your life. Yes, it was probably one of the biggest moments for me. Uh, That's awesome. Soccer, yeah. So you you, met, you grew up playing soccer. Let's go all the way back to the beginning on that. How were you introduced to the sport? Well, I'm one of five children um, in my house, so um, I'm the fourth of, out of five. So my parents started all of us off in soccer, and I just ended up being the only one who enjoyed it and, and stuck with it. So. Um, I, I'd watched my siblings play, but uh, when it was time for me to play, I knew that it was something that I actually enjoyed to do, so I was stuck with it. Did they go on to play other sports, or they just weren't uh, as into it as you were? You know, my older sister was actually really good at basketball, but she didn't play in college or anything. And the same thing with one of my older brothers, but I'm the only one who actually went off to play a sport in college, so. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. And you you went on to, to become a Seminole. What made you – why did you choose Florida State? Well, um, really just the competitive atmosphere. I actually, um, out of high school, was at Vanderbilt University for two years. And I transferred to um, Florida State after my second year at Vanderbilt. And the reason oh. why I chose Florida State was because of the competitive atmosphere and I knew I had aspirations to – to play after school, and I wanted to put myself in a good position to develop for that. So that was the decision I made based off that. Okay. And then at what point did you realize that you could play at the professional level? Um, I think it was probably in college, my sophomore year. I had, a, like, a really good season, and I was playing with a lot of – well, playing against a lot of girls that got a lot of recognition and and things like that, and to hear how they had aspirations to to play after school, and the league had just kind of um, started, I think it was in probably like a year or two, um, 
and and I just was talking to my dad one day and he was like is that something that I'd be interested in doing and I was like yeah and it's it's crazy how it all happened and how I kind of made the decision to commit to it and for it to you know manifest is is unreal um so we can I actually I can ask you this question um something like talking to uh you know uh, women's soccer players is, mm-hmm. you know, when you were when you were growing up, there wasn't like the league wasn't there wasn't a league there, right? There wasn't something, um, yeah. you know, right there. You know, what? When did maybe not for your talent, but when did you realize that professional soccer was actually? I mean, obviously there was the the um, the women's national team, but mm-hmm. um, like, what did you have to look up to? I think that's the right question here. Like, what were you look? What were you aspiring to be as you were going through this this process? Well, see, when I had committed originally, I committed to Vanderbilt because it was a great school. I knew that I'd be putting myself in a great position to get a really good job after school and great education. You know, it's a private school. I, I didn't think that there was a chance that I'd be able to make a career out of out of soccer. So, um, actually, when I was when I was at Vanderbilt, I thought I was going to do the pre med or nursing track because I was really I love science still to this day. Um, but when I just when I got there, like my freshman year, that's when it was 2012. So that's when the league had just started, and I was like, "Wow!" So now there is a you know professional soccer league, and to see that it's done so well um, with the the first year and the second year, and then when they had talk of expanding teams and things like that, I was like, "Man, I could see myself doing that." That's what I you know always kind of wanted to do anyway. But it just there wasn't really anything to to um, really press that dream forward until I actually saw that there was a league and things like that and had to make some changes obviously in like the the type of soccer I was playing and the the level of competitiveness that I was um, surrounding myself with which is why I feel like Florida State was the best fit for me. Yeah. So then, look, you know, you've, uh, you know, the season's uh, over halfway over and you've had some experience uh, on the pitch with the team, of course, practicing with them. Uh, tell me about some of the, maybe the most significant difference you've noticed between college and NWSL. Oh, yeah. So um, I thought at Florida State, uh, we, I mean, we won championships and things like that. Like, we were a really good team and we moved the ball quick. Um, I felt like we played a really good possession style um, soccer. But when I got to the league, the thing that I noticed the most was the speed of play is just you don't realize how much quicker it is until you're actually, like, in it. So I'd watch games, you know, when I was in college and stuff. So I'd watch, you know, the games on, on YouTube and things like that. And it looked you know, it kind of looks similar when you're watching it. But when you're actually out there and the ball's pinging around and in training, uh, um, a big thing that we do in training is one and two touch. So we're always having touch restrictions, so we don't have as much time on the ball. It, you know, speeds up your thinking. You have to make decisions before you even get the ball. And so I'd say that is probably the biggest difference to me from college to, to the pros. If you could summarize your rookie season up to this point, maybe in just a few words, how would you describe it? Um, growth. I, if that's one word that I can use, definitely growth. Um, I feel like I've become a smarter player since being in the league, and I'm still waiting to get you know my first goal. Um, I just feel like I've I've grown into a smarter player, um, making decisions quicker, um, 
change, adjusting to change and new coaching staff and the team, the girls, they've, they're all amazing. So that part is easy with the chemistry that I have with, with my teammates and how we all get along so well. That's, that's been probably the best part to me. And, and obviously just getting out there every day and everybody working towards the same goal. And I can definitely see an improvement in myself from the, the, my first, you know, preseason to now. I feel a lot more comfortable on the pitch. So. Yeah, that's great. Despite the disappointing loss in New Jersey, the spirit are tied for first uh, with one game in the hand. Um, tell me about the attitude that this team has as you seek retribution just before the Olympic break. Yeah, um, no one uh, – I mean, last last week, obviously, we were very disappointed in the loss because we knew that we would be the, you know, the top of the table again because we, we know how it feels to be at the top of the table from – you know, the beginning of the season, we started off so strong. Um, we all know that that's somewhere that we want to be, so that's kind of where we are looking forward. Um, it's nice that we do get a little redemption so quickly because it's not often that you get to play the same team, you know, four times in, in the season, and let alone twice in a row. So um, it'll be nice to be back in front of all the Spirit fans and, have that last home game before taking off of the break. It's really important for us to to end on a high note, to go into the break on a high note. So at this point in the season, looking um, looking at your performance, and you know you made the note that uh, you haven't scored a goal yet, but you, you have had nine shots, three of them on target. Uh, what are you looking to do to uh, for your own personal growth and be a be a better competitor moving forward? Um, I think just being around my teammates every day and our coaching staff and how well they prepare game in, day in, day out, I feel like if I just continue to take in what my teammates tell me, take in what my coaches tell me, and obviously um, a little extra individual efforts that both things will come. I I don't want to go into the game thinking like, oh, I'm going to, like, this is the game that I'm going to, you know, improve and score and this and that. I just take it a day at a time and the more comfortable I get I feel like those things will come um just being more comfortable on the pitch knowing uh some decisions that I need to make on the ball quicker and being a little more fierce in front of the goal definitely will will help but I just remember the my first game it's so funny the first game that I that I played was against Sky Blue and I had a um I think I had a chance like right in front of the box and I I think I was maybe like three or four yards out. I feel like I was in the six, and I kind of took my time. I was like, I want to place it really well. I know this is going to be a goal if I just, you know, and I just took too long, and I think one girl just came and took the ball from me right in the six-yard box. So that was that was my first taste of how quick the game moves and how quickly you have to make decisions to be able to put the ball in the back of the net. So Coming away from that, were you have you been able then to adjust? Have you noticed that you are making quicker decisions in those same scenarios now? Oh yeah, definitely. I feel like even within the last you know few games that I've been uh, getting a little more time on the field, those types of things have come, and I'm a lot more comfortable in. And it's been not saying it's been easier to get in front of the goal, but I find myself getting more shots now. So it's only you know a matter of time before I'm able to put one away. Yeah, we hope so. <laughs> I hope so too. Let's talk a little bit about you. You mentioned you have some great chemistry with the team, and that's been an easy adjustment for you. On the pitch, 
which player do you think you have the the most chemistry with? Um, I would say probably that that's kind of hard because I feel like um, I'm learning a lot about my teammates and like what everybody kind of likes. But I would say since I've been playing more on the right, probably Caprice, um, because she's she's really good at communicating with me. I feel like when I'm out there with her, it's a little easier on me on the defensive side and then as well as the attack because she does like to get forward and things like that. So I know that she's not too far away from me. Um, but obviously, like the, all the other forwards in the midfield, I feel like we've all done really well to, to move the ball around and hopefully we just continue to do that and gain team chemistry rather than like with one person, you know. Yeah, and then off the pitch, who who have you gotten to be close with? Who do you have chemistry with there? Oh, um, pro- I, if I had to pick probably a few people, it would probably be like Estelle and Crystal, those two. They've been like big sisters to me since I've gotten there. And um, we always are laughing or making jokes and uh, doing fun stuff. So I'd say those two for sure. That's cool. Who Who do you believe would be uh, an unsung hero? Maybe someone that doesn't get numbers on a stat sheet or make the headlines, but has definitely contributed to the success of the team. Um, I would, you know, I, I'd probably say Whitney Church. I feel like every day in training, she doesn't, she never has like an off day. I feel like she's always, um, she's always, um, performing like in practice. I feel like not like more times than not, people are calling her name, telling, giving her praise for things she's done. And it's nice to see her out on the pitch now, um, since she hadn't had too much playing time, you know, throughout the season while, you know, the national team girls and things were there. But I feel like day in and day out, Whitney Church has been, has helped us the most in training, prepares us, you know, for games and a lot of stuff that people don't really see that she's, she's across the board, one of the most positive people on the team and um, the one who always brings it day in, day out in practice. So I'd say Whitney Church. Very cool. She's been affectionately, uh, named the victory cigar for the Washington Spirit as she's uh, a few times this season come in in the last 10 minutes of the game uh, that, that the Spirit um, have easily won. So it's uh, been a fun moniker to give her. Yeah. <laughs> well, she deserves it. <laughs> when you're not playing soccer, what are you doing? Um, I am writing or reading. Uh, I like poetry. I love to read. Um, I love... Writing, I, I actually, yeah, probably writing, reading, those are like main things. <laughs> okay. Do you ever, do you ever like perform any of your writing or is it just a, a personal thing? Um, no, I, I probably should look into that. I, I do like spoken word um, and listening to spoken word and seeing spoken word and stuff like that, but I haven't, I haven't actually performed that. I guess I'm a little shy, but I do sing. I do like to sing. That's probably another thing that I do. Um, That's cool. I've had some bad experiences performing, though, growing up, so I don't do that too much. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, those are probably the three things that I do. And eat. I just love finding mm. places to eat and stuff in D.C., so those are my things. Yeah. Do you have a uh, – I've noticed a handful of the, the players on the team have a um, particular food that they always eat on game day. Do you have a meal or a routine or – any part of your game day preparation that always seems to happen, and particularly on game day? Um, yeah, I'm a pasta girl. I love I 
I can eat Italian food pretty much any day of the week. I can eat for breakfast, lunch, dinner. It doesn't really matter. But definitely game days. That's something that I always make sure that I have in some shape or form. Probably vodka sauce is my favorite. <laughs> is my favorite favorite sauce to have with my pasta. Um, but uh, yeah, other than that, just pasta is definitely the the way to go for me on game days. I'm gonna I'm gonna open a restaurant up in Germantown, and just the items on the menu are just gonna be the players' names, and it's gonna be whatever their game day meal is. Oh, so then if it's Shana, it's gonna be the pasta, and it's gonna be the vodka sauce. <laughs> That's right, exactly. <laughs> Sounds good. I'm there. Count me in. <laughs> if it's Joanna Loman, it's actually just a can of Red Bull. <laughs> oh yeah, Red Bull. I always ask her like, "Do you have Red Bull today?" She's like, "You already know it, girl. You don't even have to ask anymore." <laughs> Shana, what is your favorite Spirit Squadron chant? My favorite Spirit Squadron chant? Um, let me think. I think it's the one where they say that they love us. And then it's normally like at the end of the game where they have the drum and they're, oh, I love that one. That one always yeah. makes me dance at the end, especially if we win. Sometimes even if we lose, I'm still doing the dance with them because, you know, but <laughs> that's probably my favorite. So some, some odd questions uh, about your teammates. These have been uh, some, some favorites from the, from the audience. Uh, the first, who is most likely to have a body buried in their backyard? Oh, um, I would probably say maybe a Steffi because she's the quietest one. She, she speaks to us, but her, her English isn't as good, so – I don't know. You know, the quiet ones are what you got to, like, watch out for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> who is who is most likely to be late to practice because of a Netflix binge? Um, hmm. Netflix binge? Let me see. Um, who is, I don't really... Mm, I'm trying to think who's, like, really into shows on our team. Uh, maybe Kelsey. Maybe Kelsey. Okay. I can't remember who said it. It may have even been Kelsey. I don't know. I don't want to say uh, – don't quote me on that because I can't remember. But yeah. you have been brought up as an answer to that question. So. Really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe Kelsey. I don't know why I'm thinking that. but. And then uh, this is a new one. Who do you think would be most is most likely to actually be a secret agent? Most likely to be a secret agent. You know what? I'm going to give that one to Witty, too, because she, you know, she can keep a secret. She can, you know, you can you can tell her something, and it's it's safe with her. I'd say Witty. Very well. <laughs> Shannon, thank you so much for, for joining me. We are actually following you on Twitter, at ShannonLee20, and oh, yeah. we're definitely following you to the Plex this weekend to watch your redemption over Sky Blue. Oh, yeah, it'll be a good one. I hope everybody comes out and enjoys it and you know it's our last home game in what a few weeks more more than a few weeks so be nice to see everybody out there Ladies. Ladies.